Hello and welcome to another unexciting episode of the Hashtag Pistons Podcast. I am Joe, I'm your host. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Truck. Um, you can read me, of course, on Hashtag Basketball, Palace of Pistons, Piston Powered, and my own site, truckthoughts.com. Um, today, I'm on my own. Me and Koo were going to record last night. We ended up deciding not to because he stayed at work a little bit late, and I was I was very tired, and I was just kind of like, you know, eh, I'm so tired, I'm going to be useless if we record tonight. So, um, Koo was not able to make it to this morning, so it's just going to be me today, going old school here, and... We're going to just do a quick, well, hopefully fairly quick um, preview of the of the game tonight where the Pistons are going to play against the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, the, the first thing, though, is... Uh, mm. So, tonight the Pistons play the Cavaliers, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Little Caesars Arena. Um... The Cavs are, um, they're very bad, or at least they have been so far this year. And, you know, it's, it is, it is a little bit of a tough situation with the Cavs because they do have still, they still do have a certain amount of theoretical talent on the roster, but. They just, I don't know, they've been terrible. They probably were going to be bad from the start. There is some hope that they'll be a little bit better than they have been in the opening um, four games, but they have been terrible. So the Cavaliers are 0-5, not 0-5, 0-4. They have the 26th, remember there's 30 teams in the NBA, the Cavs have the 26th offensive efficiency at 103.2 points per 100 possessions. And one thing on that, worth noting that um, the gap between them at 26 and 27th Orlando Magic is pretty wide. The bottom four teams in offense in the NBA, the Thunder, the Celtics, the Grizzlies, and the Magic, are way behind them. So the Magic are at 99.8, so almost... um, I mean, almost over three points per 100 possession worse. So that is something worth mentioning. They're not in the absolute cellar, but not very good offensively. They currently sport the second worst defensive efficiency in the NBA at 117 points per per 100 possessions allowed. And that combines together for the worst net rating in the NBA at negative 14.4 points per 100 possessions. That is over two points behind the 29th-ranked Oklahoma City Thunder. So the biggest thing when you look at this that will suggest that they could improve is that Kevin Love has really shot poorly so far. He does have a pretty tidy stat line. He's averaging 19 points, 13.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists per game so far. But he's shooting just 32% from the field, 29.2% from three. Um, he's drawing a lot of fouls. He's shooting over eight free throws per game, which has buoyed him a little bit, but his true shooting percentage is still just 47.8%. So that will go up. He'll hit more shots at some point, which will help them a lot. But I mean, there's only so, (laughs) there's only so much that Kevin Love can do for the rest of the roster. Chetty Osman has been a bright spot in the early going. He's put up 14. Almost 15 points, um, and almost 15 points and four assists per game, 
doing it fairly efficiently, but other than that, it's it's very ugly for the Cavs. And offensively, once again, if Kevin Love gets it going a little bit, also Rodney Hood has shot pretty poorly in the early going. Um, but so their offense might get a little bit better, but they have there's really no way that they get to even approaching league average on on defense, quite frankly. And because, I mean, you look at the roster, Tristan Thompson is an okay defender. And, I mean, other than that, and David is pretty good, but he doesn't play, or at least he hasn't yet. I mean, maybe old man George Hill, maybe Chetty Osman. I mean, just, you look at the roster, I'm not sure they have hardly any guys on the roster that are even like just plus defenders, let alone really good ones. Just even just a normal, just, oh yeah, he defends. Um, it's just, it's real ugly for them on that end. So the danger though for the Pistons is that this is, there's an extent to which this is a trap game. The Cavs have been terrible. The Cavs are going to be on the back end of a back-to-back. Second night of a back-to-back last night, they lost to the Brooklyn Nets, 86 86- 102, and the Pistons obviously coming off a big win where Blake Griffin dominated the game and they won in overtime. So there is a chance the Pistons come out flat, and the end result of that is, you know, the Cavs, this is the NBA. We all know, and we've seen it plenty from the Pistons the last few years. If you come out flat in the opening of a game, it doesn't matter how bad of an NBA team they are, they can still kick your butt. And so the Pistons are going to have to really make sure that they come out and they're focused and they don't lapse and they play good defense and that they execute the offense because if they don't do that, the Cavs will come out and they'll play really well. Um, The biggest worry probably beyond that as far as individual matchups is that, so Kevin Love has shot really poorly so far this year, but we know he's not going to shoot below 30% from three the whole season. That's going to turn around at some point. And, we also know that Blake Griffin has had, um, <laughs> he is not a good closeout guy. I mean, in terms of closing out on shooters, he's actually very bad at it. And Kevin Love, of course, is a good shooter. He's taking six threes per game. So it's just, there's a decent chance that this is a breakout game for Kevin Love and he sort of busts out of the slump he's been in in the early going. And if that happens, then this Cavs team will look different and this the complexion of this game will be different. And the other thing that's going to be interesting here is that this is going to be, I'd say, pretty easily the toughest defensive matchup that Blake Griffin is going to have, assuming they stick with the same starting lineup they have. Um, their starting lineup for all four games so far has been the same. It's been Tristan Thompson at center, Kevin Love at power forward, Chetty Osman at... Um, at small forward, Rodney Hood at shooting guard, George Hill at point guard. So assuming they stick with that, Kevin Love and Blake Griffin will be going up against each other for the majority of the game. And if that is the case, that's got to be Blake Griffin's toughest defensive assignment this season. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how his how he responds with you know because the last few games the reality is that well last few games the first three games they've only played three games. The reality is that Blake Griffin is has clearly had a matchup advantage. Um, the Nets started Jared Dudley. 
the Bulls started Bobby Portis, who's not a terrible player, but certainly not on Blake Griffin's level. And the 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 Sixers had Darius Sarge, who also good player, but obviously not on Blake Griffin's level. Kevin Love is not as good as Blake Griffin, but Kevin Love is very good. So that's going to be a thing that they're going. It'll be interesting, basically, to see how he battles and how he responds to having to have a game where he's really going to be asked to defend. And I think Kevin Love is going to, he leads the Cavs in field goal attempts by a pretty decent margin. He's averaging just over 16 per game. And then also throwing the eight free throws and you've got, what is that? Almost 20 shot equivalents per game. So Blake Griffin's going to have to defend. And it'll be interesting to see our response. The other thing within that is that, of course, um, Blake Griffin has been incredibly hot to start the season. He has shot really, really, really well. And it's it's a sort that there's a decent chance that at some point in the nearest future there's going to be some regression for at least a game or two for Blake Griffin. And that could end up making this game look pretty different. If So basically... If Kevin Love busts out of his slump in this game, and then Blake Griffin, on the other hand, sort of hits a regression and shoots really poorly in this game, then this game could look very different, and the Cavs will have a very real chance. So the good news, though, is that the Cavs are set up very poorly to defend against uh, the Pistons' perimeter threats, in particular Reggie Jackson and, to a lesser extent, Ishmith. So... Even if Blake Griffin has a rough game, I would think that um, the Pistons' guards will be able to pick up the slack. Uh, George Hill is not really a good defender anymore. He's just he's just fairly disinterested, and he's old. And obviously Rodney Hood's nothing remarkable. And I mean, Colin Sexton will be good someday probably, but he's 20 years old, and they usually sink. And Jordan Clarkson is a terrible defender. So... And the, the Cavs have basically no rim protection inside. They've got nothing inside. So they the the, the Pistons perimeter players should have a pretty, a pretty easy time of getting what they want. And so they should be able to pick up the slack if Blake Griffin has has an off game, which obviously is, is going to be a good thing for them. So if the Pistons win this, they'll be off to obviously a really good start. Um... They still will not have won a game over a team that's that's really good, I guess. Um, the Sixers are good, obviously, but they were without Ben Simmons, so obviously not the same Sixers that... Not the same thing as beating them all the way healthy. And obviously the Nets and the, the, Nets and the Bulls are both very, very bad. Um, and this Cleveland team is bad, but... You know, there is something to be said for the fact that, you know, the Pistons are the Pistons are beating teams that they should beat. And one thing that is worth mentioning in this is that um the Pistons are definitely um they're definitely the shakiest of the of the undefeated teams. They're one of, I believe, let's see, one, two, three, four, uh, five teams that are still undefeated. And they are by far the shakiest, by far the one that looks like they are probably the biggest mirage right now. So the other four teams that are undefeated are the Denver Nuggets, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Toronto Raptors, and the Milwaukee Bucks. In net rating, so your net rating 
per 100 possessions, how many points? The Denver Nuggets are first at plus 12.9. The Pelicans are second at plus 12.8. The Raptors are third at plus 10.7. And the Bucks are fifth at, or tied for fourth, actually, at plus 10. They're tied with the Warriors. The Pistons, on the other hand, are 11th at plus 1.9 per 100 possessions. The Pistons have... Um, they have, they do have the sixth rated offensive efficiency. They have the 21st defensive efficiency. So basically, no, once again, they won the first three games and it's good that in particular, when you consider that, um, their defense clearly is not all the way figured out yet. I'm obviously really not a big fan of the defensive scheme, but they're not executing it well at all. So once they start to execute it, it will not look quite so bad as it has been. And once that happens, their defense should catch up a little bit. And the good news is they didn't let their early going defensive struggles make them lose a bunch of games. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, they won their first three games. That's good. But they definitely do have work to do. Because they can't just figure, oh, well, we're just going to win all these close games. That's not a way you build. That's not a way that you have a good team. Um, the Pistons should have an ability to win more close games because they have a guy like Blake Griffin on the roster who he's the sort of guy who can be a really awesome closer. We know that for a fact. But you don't want to have to be beating bad teams by just a few points. So in this game, it will be important that they take care of business tonight and be able to win, not just win, but be able to win handily. That should be that should be one of the priorities, is to not screw around. They're playing a bad team. The bad team is on the second night of back-to-back. The Pistons are at home. Just go out, step right on the throat, take care of business, and then get ready to play a Boston team that, even though they're not actually playing very well out the get-go, they are still very good. And, you know, when you look at some of the, the wider numbers for the Pistons, um, there are a few things to note. So, first off, the Pistons are not assisting very much. To their credit, I think they're like, they're almost, they're just outside the top 10, I believe, in passes per game, but they're 23rd in assists, which is not ideal. Um, they are also, those second to lowest on turnovers per game, which is obviously good. And they're not taking that many three-point attempts, but they're sort of mid-range. Um, they are 15th. Oh, mid-range. They're literally 15th. So they're literally the middle of the NBA in three-point attempts, and they are hitting them at a decent mark. They're hit. They're 12th in the NBA at percentage, shooting 37.1%. So you look at that, and it is fairly characteristic of a Dwayne Casey team, quite frankly. Uh, there isn't a ton of ball movement, not a ton of assists, but as a result of that, they also don't turn the ball over very much. And, oh my gosh, I just saw this. <laughs> so this is remarkable. The New Orleans Pelicans lead the NBA in assists at 31 per game, and they are sixth in turnovers, only 12 per game, and that's only barely sixth. Like, the Pistons are second at 11.7. So, but regardless, that is sort of a hallmark of Dwayne Casey teams is that, you know, he sort of prefers this sort of a conservative offensive style that it's not going to be flashy. It's not going to be, you know, the sort of, oh, the beautiful game. It's going to be kind of ugly at times, but 
You don't turn the ball over. You avoid a giving up um, fast break points to the opponent. You rebound the ball, and you turn around. and you. So even though your offense, in a sort of basic sense, they may not actually be as efficient scoring the ball as a lot of teams are. So, for instance, the Pistons are sixth in the NBA in offensive efficiency, but they are actually 23rd in true shooting percentage. So when the Pistons take shots, they're actually quite bad at converting them. But they turn the ball over so little, they rebound the ball, and they in particular are rebounding on the offensive end. They're second in the NBA. They're rebounding 35.6% of their own misses, which is a pretty absurd mark. That will almost certainly go down as the season goes on, but for now, pretty impressive. Um, So basically, they don't turn the ball over. They rebound their own misses. They rebound the other team's misses. And that all results in that even though they themselves are actually a pretty inefficient scoring team, they don't beat themselves and they create extra opportunities for themselves, which results in a good offense. And, I mean, when you look at it, that's a strategy that can work long term. And the one thing that I would like to see them do, though, is take more threes because... They really are, they have enough guys on the team who can shoot that they should be able to be more than just in the middle of the pack. I would like to see them be in the top 10 in three-point attempts because, um, you know, you look at the roster. So Blake Griffin takes a lot of threes now. Reggie Jackson can shoot, not a great shooter. Ish Smith is shooting as well. Reggie Bullock is obviously an elite three-point shooter. Langston Galloway is a good three-point shooter. Luke Kennard is a good three-point shooter. Glenn Robinson III is a capable three-point shooter at the very least. Um, in theory, John Luer is going to start playing at some point, and in theory, he can hit some threes, although as Sham would remind us all, um, it's been over a year since John Luer has hit a three-pointer. It's probably been close to one and a half years since John Luer has hit a three-pointer in an NBA game. So it is all... That's the main thing. I want to see them hit more threes, or at least take more threes, because they have a roster set up that should allow them to do so. And, you know, just in general, they've got enough guys on the roster who are good passers that I do feel like they should be able to get more assists without sacrificing taking care of the ball. And we'll we'll see how that goes over some more time, um, just because... Uh, what would be the just because you know they're still they're learning themselves a bit. So just as an example, okay. So Blake Griffin did not play with Reggie Jackson very much last year just because of the way the injuries lined up, and then obviously Reggie Jackson and Ish Smith have had very minimal time on the floor together before this season, and so as a result of that, you can understand them maybe taking some time to really get in the flow with each other. But that's something to look for going forward. The bigger issue, of course, in all of this is going to be the defense. They've got to get it figured out. They're letting teams into the paint almost at will. Uh, they are avoiding, I, you know, just sort of, just sort of for what it's worth. They are, they are avoiding giving up a lot of three pointers. Um, let me check this a second. That is not what I wanted. Um, never mind. I did, I couldn't find it to bring it up. But they're not giving up a lot of three-pointers. But they're giving up so many points in the paint that their defense is still terrible. And 
Simply put, that's got to change. They've got to figure that out. And I'm not a fan of how far back they're having Andre Drummond sit on pick-and-roll coverage. Uh, But they have to execute it better. Andre has got to figure out what he's got to do to not be quite so vulnerable in those situations. And he's got to avoid foul trouble. And so, yeah, those are the big things there. Um, Honestly, I'm probably going to just call that it. We're just trying to go quick today, get something out, and... Ku should be back with the next game, and we'll talk about reactions to the Cleveland Cavaliers game tonight. Um, my official prediction is going to be that Kevin Love does have, at the very least, a sort of semi-busting out of his slump tonight. I think he'll have a good game. He'll probably score like 30 points, and that will help the Cavs stay in the game, but I just I think that the Pistons are going to... I think Reggie Jackson in particular is going to have a very easy time in this game, and so... I think the Pistons are are going to finally get a sort of comfortable win in this one. So, yeah, um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on wherever it is that you listen to the podcast, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Pinecast, Spotify, whatever you prefer. And, yeah, stay beautiful, everybody, and go Pistons.